get your midweek. Ray Seegers, that opening ditty came courtesy of Matt Glass, and this is Midweek with LSCD. Today's show will have four parts, the first of which is a conversation with Kathy Flake, the mother of our very own Michael Flake, and Kathy's going to crack open the old Flake family vault and tell us a bit about what Michael was like as a kid. And Michael will be hearing this for the first time when you do, so if I or the show are gone next week, you know what happened. So without any further ado, let's give Kathy a call. And a quick disclaimer, the phone call broke up a couple of times. So if it sounds like this, like I poorly dubbed myself in over myself, well, that's pretty much what happened. Hope you enjoy. Well, Kathy Flake, thanks for taking some time to to talk to me on the phone today and tell us a little bit about Michael. Uh, For those who might not have met you or Randy, uh, who are you and when did you come to the Davidson area? Well, um, we're Randy and Kathy Flake, and we are Michael's parents, and we moved to Davidson in May of last year. So we're um, approaching one year in Davidson after having lived most of our lives in the Memphis, Tennessee area. Very nice. So I have five questions for you. Okay. And the first one is, when Michael was a kid, was his room messy or was it clean? You know, that's a weird um, question with kids because are they ever really clean? But um, <laughs> I would say he was more orderly because he kind of liked to know where his stuff was. I'm not sure it was clean, but at least he knew where his stuff was. That sounds on brand from what I know today. <laughs> All right, question two. Uh, describe a typical outfit that Michael would wear to school as a kid. And this can be elementary, middle, or high school. What's the, the quintessential Michael outfit? Okay, and this one is going to freak everybody out and surprise them because I would say in junior high and high school, every single day, Michael wore the same type outfit, and it was a button-down dress shirt, khakis, and Birkenstocks, and that was not a school dress code. That was his choice. I love it. Was he wearing socks with the Birkenstocks? Or um, yeah, was probably he socks, socks, and um, probably the last time you all have seen him in khakis. <laughs> All right, question three. We're off to a good start. Did Michael win any awards as a kid? Could be athletic, academic, any type of award. Yeah, probably so. Michael was kind of a brainy kid, so he probably got a good number of um, academic awards. And then he did go to Davidson on a um, Belk Scholarship. He was that kid. Everybody else didn't like how they um, impacted the um, grade curve. Yes, the the curve breaker, as we call them. Mm -hmm. All right, so these last two questions are, are related. So the first part is, what did Michael say he wanted to be when he grew up? And what did you think he was going to be when he grew up? Okay, Michael, when he um, was going to grow up, he always thought he was going to be one of two things, but mainly he thought he was going to be a game show host. His (laughs) idol idol was Bob Barker. And as a young kid, he um, was a toddler, probably a preschooler. He um, wanted a microphone, and he got a little toy-type Fisher-Price. And he quickly said, no, it's supposed to be metal, just like Bob Barker. So we made do with a kitchen whisk and a long, <laughs> long rope tied to it so he could walk around with his microphone. So his That's second was, and his second might have been a pastor because he liked to imitate TV pastors. 
Uh, did he have one in particular he was fond of? Um, well, there was a Memphis local pastor, Southern Baptist, that could really get on a roll, and he could pretty <laughs> much imitate him. Oh, I love it. Maybe he'll channel that for us uh, <laughs> uh, sometime soon. So here's the question. I'm going to turn the table on you a little bit. Okay. What, uh, what, what did you think he was going to be when he grew up? You know, I knew he was going to be something where he could use his, his mind, but also his just his enjoyment of, of talking. His enjoyment of teaching and the fact he kind of liked to be front and center. So it didn't surprise us at all. In fact, when he went to college, he was going to major in religion. And we suggested that you never know what life might bring. So he double majored in math and religion. Man, well, that's that's excellent. Before I let you go, I want to give you a chance to tell us, is there anything else we should know about Michael Flake that, that maybe only you would know? You know, I thought about um, that and... The only thing I can think of is I am not the reason he goes to Taco Bell because I don't think I have ever, ever taken him to Taco Bell. So um, you're going to have to ask him where that came from. It could be from Vanderbilt that that was the only place around. Mm -hmm. But um, Taco Bell is not a place that I have frequented. Mexican food, yes, I have um, frequented with him, but not Taco Bell. That cannot be traced back to the uh, the Flake household. That is not our doing. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. Hope you guys are doing well in the midst of all this. And we'll have to have you back on another time for a second wave of questions. Okay, we'll do it. Great. Thanks, thank Greg. Thank Well, a special thanks again to Kathy for taking the time to talk. Uh, but next, we're going to move right along, and we're going to head across town to the Glass household. And we're going to check in with Matt Glass and his daughter, Macy, who have recorded a never-before-released song for us. So here we go. Hey, everybody, this is Matt Glass. And me. Who's me? Macy Glass. Macy Glass. So Macy, my amazingly talented daughter. Um, and we have a song that we would like to share with you. The song is called Snow Moon. And it's actually about a rocket ship. Well, a trip we took to go see a rocket launch. Um, because my wife is uh, amazing like that and finds fun things for us to do. Um, and... But it actually ended up being a song about waiting because we went and the the launch didn't happen. Um, but but we had a wonderful time. And so we realized that, you know, sometimes you wait for something and you wait a really long time. Uh, and, and it might not even be what you what you thought you were waiting for that made it totally worth it. So um, here's our song called Snow Moon.
questions, I throw it out again. So we wait and watch and wonder when she could come. Will every hope be satisfied or leave us? Searching the wrong piece of sky Oh, ignorance or cruelty Or just another thing to see Or could it be there's something more? They said that the launch was caught off Too many clouds for liftoff What a mess Throwing rocks at electric fences Do fall in the turn of senses Night came and brought us a snowman So we wait and watch and wonder Will she that was amazing. Thank you, Matt, and thank you, Macy. Our reading for this week is from one of my favorite authors, C.S. Lewis. During World War II, C.S. Lewis gave a series of talks that were broadcast over the radio in England, and later Lewis compiled these talks into a book many of us have heard of, Mere Christianity. Our reading today is from that book, Mere Christianity, and in it Lewis spoke and wrote to people who were in a time of crisis, and it speaks to us today a generation later in a similar time of national and global anxiety. Reading this text for us is one of our regulars at LFCD, Joe Curvin. Again, this from Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. Imagine yourself as a living house. God comes in to rebuild that house. At first, perhaps, you can understand what he is doing. He is getting drains right and stopping the leaks in the roof and so on. 
you knew that those jobs needed doing, and so you are not surprised. But presently, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts abominably and does not seem to make any sense. What on earth is he up to? The explanation is that he is building quite a different house from the one you thought of. Throwing out a new wing here, putting on an extra floor there, running up towers, making courtyards. You thought you were being made into a decent little cottage, but he is building a palace. He intends to come and live in it himself. Thank you, Joe. You'll be hearing more from C.S. Lewis in the weeks ahead. And lastly, as we will every week, we'll close with a reading from Scripture. This week we're reading from Psalm 142. This psalm was written by David as he was in a cave, and scholars tell us he was likely hiding in this cave for fear of his life, as King Saul was trying to have him killed. And while we are now hunkering down and staying in place, hiding out in our own way, this psalm seemed to have something to say to us today. Reading this psalm is retired Methodist minister and LFCD ministry partner, David Griebner. Psalm 142, a psalm of David, or a prayer of David when he was in the cave, the uh, ESV translation. With my voice I cry out to the Lord. With my voice I plead for mercy to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before him. I tell my trouble before him. When my spirit faints within me, you know my way. In the path where I walk, they have hidden a trap for me. Look to the right and see. There is none who takes notice of me. No refuge remains to me. No one cares for my soul. I cry to you, O Lord. I say, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Attend to my cry. For I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring me out of prison, that I may give thanks to your name. The righteous will surround me, for you will deal bountifully with me. Amen. And as we close, I encourage you to go knowing that while there is still much we cannot and do not understand, while there remains so much that is unpredictable, so much that is uncertain, we find in the midst of it all Jesus Christ, the guiding star, the light by and in which we can see. And that light will shine and cast out the darkness and will, in the end, be proven even stronger and more trustworthy than we had hoped. Go in peace. And folks, that wraps up our very first episode, The Maiden Voyage of Midweek with LFCD. We hope you enjoyed it, and I invite you back next week when we'll have Michael Flick join us to respond to his mother's scandalous tell-all, explain the origins of his Taco Bell affection, and we'll ask the question, Birkenstocks, when and why? We'll also have a couple more great readings and another original track from one of our musicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah.